Alright guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Theory and Theology. Um, On here we talk about cultures and spirituality and theories um, overall. And um, yeah, I've been kind of... you know, jumping into some musical projects. So along the way, along the way, I came across an interesting topic um, related to hip hop, freestyling, rap, um, and um, some information that I found really cool. Um, now I haven't looked up a scientific article of it yet, but um, it piques my interest because I'm really you know, always fascinated, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, I I first was interested in having a career in like auditory perception, uh, because I was always like interested in languages and cultures. And ever since I was a little kid, I'd like see languages and just be like, you know, written languages and just be like, just love it. I love anything that needs like translating anything from codes, like coding on the computer to music, notes to languages that are written in different ways it's just like you know the world is kind of filled with puzzles and it's you know it kind of makes things a little bit fun um you know as long as you're not like in some kind of weird situation where like you need to know something and you don't really know how to decipher but um yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I've talked about this a little bit before. I don't know if I've talked about it directly on here. And I don't know what, uh, um, what I would exactly say, um, you know, when it comes, when it comes to this topic, like it's, it's kind of uh, a loaded topic, but not necessarily negative. Um, uh, so there's kind of this, um, like I face this a lot in a religion too, in a conservative Christian religion. Um, it comes up in religion. It comes up in you know just society in general um, about music, right? Um, so let me give you an example. So this isn't even like a bad example, right? Um, I when that when I would walk into the meetings um, at work um, sometimes on Thursdays or um because we started at noon and I would walk in and um you know it wasn't always like this but sometimes um you know different different um leads would be in charge of like setting up the room and so you know I would usually get there kind of on time because I had subway and like I'd have to set up my laptop to take notes and then, then like it was a noon meeting, so I was like, well, I want to eat. So I would get there, like, a couple minutes early to be able to, like, put my stuff away, get the computer set up, and, you know, eat. You know, I wasn't, like, 30 minutes early, but I was usually, like, not the first person. And then people would start rolling in by the latest around noon, and then they would still be setting up. So the meeting didn't really fully start at noon, like, because noon was actually the time work started. And so people weren't even like in the building like they didn't have to be in the building before noon but it was like 
you know, it was just a little less stressful just to get there earlier to set up and settle in. And like, you know, you're starting a day with a two hour intense meeting. So I was kind of like, okay, I want to like eat and just chill, you know, have my tea with my half a sub sandwich and just relax, you know. And so, um, you know, one day it was just a normal meeting day. I come in and, you know, the, the person who's setting up before me, you know, she has, um, she has this, uh, she's a lead and she has this like music playing on the main uh, desktop computer in that, in that conference room and, you know, setting up the screen and everything, the projector, everything. And she said, you know, she basically was like, um, playing like some, I don't know what song it was, but it was like a hip hop song. Um, I have no clue what it was. It wasn't something that was like super popular at that time but it was a little older but I I kind of recognized it but it wasn't like a song that I was so familiar with like I wouldn't know the lyrics but it's something I'd probably like heard in a club or something and so you know at one part they were kind of like it was kind of like a song with a little bit of profanity and you know it was like whatever you know like I don't really care like she wasn't blasting it she wasn't like sitting at the computer listening to it like she's setting up and just kind of setting like an environment for the meeting just you know to kind of like be able to like you know it's nice to walk into a meeting with music honestly like so it was kind of cool and I remember walking in and it's just me and her uh she's a she's a Caucasian blonde female and I'm just like black female walk in you know and we're just like hey what's up you know like she's setting up and I start setting up my stuff and doing my part for the meeting I would write certain categories on the board and then I just kind of like log in it took forever to log into all the stuff and everything so I'd log in and all this kind of stuff and just be like eating my subway and you know saying hi to people but no one was there it was just me and her and um you know you know with the song and then like it wasn't a long period of time it was like within that single song period of time and somewhere in there they said like the n-word and she was just like oh sorry 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 um you know and I was like oh it's the artist intent like she wasn't saying it she was just playing music in this and it just happened in the song and it's just like it was kind of interesting because I was just now realizing how awkward that must be for somebody it's like to me I wasn't like offended I was just like whatever like I was a little surprised she was playing a song with profanity in it. To me, that was a little, like, it wasn't, like, full profanity, but it was, like, a little bit of profanity, like, noticeable profanity. And so I was kind of like, okay, like, that's a little interesting, but I'm not, like, uptight about it. I didn't really think much of it. And then, like, when the N-word came up, and then it got, like, a little awkward because she kind of, like, apologized. And then I was like, I didn't really know what to say because I was like, I don't know, like, what am I, what am I supposed to say? She's playing a song that has the N-word in it, and she's, like, apologizing, and I was just kind of like, whatever, and, you know, I'm not, like, blaming her, or, like, you know, I didn't think anything offensive about it, I'm like, that's just how the music is, right, sometimes, um, so that, and then, like, thinking about, like, churches, um, and their kind of beliefs about, like, proper music, and, like, a lot of times anything with like an up-tempo beat or anything that might make you tap your foot or sway um depending on what kind of church you know um I would say Pentecostal churches don't tend to have this um issue because they might be like 
you know, some churches will, where they'll be, like, getting the Holy Ghost and, like, dancing around and, you know, like, you know, kind of, like, I don't know what they call when you're, like, slain in the spirit and, like, falling out and, like, just all kinds of, you know, people just, like, dancing around and stuff. Like, those churches don't tend to have an issue so much with uh, being, like, outwardly expressive and um, there's another church that I used to, it was like a Korean church that they would have like a, a like there was a Friday, we used to do like a Friday night Vespers kind of thing. And then they would have this um, Korean church group that would use the, they used the church some other days during the week or something or Sundays or something. and But they, um, on Friday nights, they would have like a prayer meetup where they would be like, you know, there'd be like a person set up on the keyboard, like an electric keyboard, and like, um, I think maybe guitars, like maybe acoustic guitars or something, and they'd be playing these songs, they were church songs, I don't feel like they were ever songs I recognized, they were just like some other songs, and they would be just in there, like screaming, and like, not like, like shrieking, shrill kind of screaming, but they'd be like, you know, we'd be, like, on the other side of the church, like, there's, like, a whole hallway, outdoor hallway and structure between us and that back kitchen, there's, like, three separate buildings, um, so we'd be in the third building, and they'd be in, like, the first building towards the back parking lot, and we could hear them, because it's, like, Friday night, it's a residential neighborhood, and we could hear them all the way through the other side of the church, and we'd be in there, like, after our vespers, just kind of chilling, hanging out, talking to each other, catching up, whatever, maybe still playing some music on guitar or whatever. And they'd be over there just like, ah, ah, you know, like, and a lot of people, and some of them were saying like more verbal stuff that I couldn't understand. I'm assuming it was, it may have been a Korean language. It may have been some other kind of speaking in tongues or something. I don't know. Um, I have no, no idea. Um, but you know, we parked back there, so we'd have to like pass them to like go to our cars. So we would kind of stop a little bit sometimes and kind of like, I mean, I remember kind of teasing them cause it was a little awkward, but I remember one of my other friends never like laughed about it, even though the rest of us, we were kind of laughing, but not really like, it's like, I, I really have respect for people who are able to just like be in any setting and just like let go and just kind of like be like all just like in the moment you know even like when I go to like festivals and concerts and people are dancing or like drum circles and people are dancing or whenever I see somebody like dancing or like on the street like singing is like that takes a lot of guts you know even when you're with your friends doing karaoke in a room and you don't even care about the quality it's still you still kind of like you're still kind of putting yourself a little on the spot and you know like I've made a fool of myself plenty of times, like, in public, you know, with singing and playing instruments and with bands and, like, screwing up songs and stuff in the middle of church. Um, you know, I've I've been kind of in a position to, like, screw up in front of a bunch of people, and it's never fun. Um, so to see people just, like, out there when they're, like, with a group of people, maybe, like, 20 people, and people, like, bowing on the floor and, like, yelling and laying on the ground and being, like, oh, ah, like, whatever they're saying, 
are doing, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a good release of negative energy, if nothing else. I mean, I think all of us can kind of relate to, like, how often do you want to just, like, scream into your pillow or something, you know? Like, when, like I, I've seen people do that when they're just, like, mad and they're just like, ugh, you know? And it's just like, hey, that's better than, like, chewing somebody out or whatever. But, um... I found it pretty, like, those kind of thoughts, you know, like, with the, with the work experience, with the, with the hip-hop song in the background, and kind of, like, the lyrics being a little, um, you know, causing, like, a little bit of a, an awkward, it wasn't super awkward, like, honestly, it's just one of those weird things that happened, but it wasn't that awkward, I wasn't offended at all, I just think, you know, I never thought how that experience would be to be around a Caucasian person when that word is coming up in a song and then how they might feel about it because I didn't really feel any kind of way like if she wouldn't have said anything I wouldn't have thought anything past the profanity I wasn't like offended by it because I'm like it's not on her like she just picked the song she might not even know what the song is you know I didn't really know the song you know like I just was like oh this is like I was surprised to come into a room and there's like hip hop music playing. I thought it was kind of cool. I was I was down with it. I was like, this is a little change and it's kind of nice. And from that point on, it was like country music um, whenever I came in. But still, I was like, I liked coming into a meeting with like music. It wasn't blasting, but it was like kind of cool to come in. And it's like, all right, like it's a vibe, you know, and like I didn't care what kind of music like it was kind of chill. It was better than the tension because it was a freaking tense meeting. Um... So we already came into it knowing we were going to be tense and people just like debating about what's the best treatment plans and like people being like, I'm too overwhelmed, I'm too overloaded, but here's three more high risk clients, you know, and like you need to do all this follow up and all this stuff. It was just like a meeting of just like all the stuff that we never had time to do and we just had to just like problem solve it within two hours between all the staff and it was very organized, but very just like stressful um and we did it every single week um and you know I would have to leave the meeting it was two hours long and I would leave at least twice to just go walk around the building outside get some water go to the bathroom like I'd be gone for at least like 10 to 15 minutes twice during that meeting like it it was I couldn't sit there the whole time um I would have to leave because I was so stressed out um and I was, um, yeah, so those experiences kind of come to my memory when it, when it comes to this next topic, uh, I mean, the main topic that I was trying to get to, which is like 15 minutes in, I haven't hit the point yet, but, um, so all that to say, there was this, um, topic that's about, uh, music, and the musical topic mainly focuses on, on hip-hop, right, and through this one documentary, uh, I, I gotta find the name of it. It was on Netflix a while back, like years, probably like three three years ago. I saw it on Netflix, and it was about um, it was about it was hip hop artists, kind of talking about the um, how there's some kind of systemic kind of uh, uh, scheme against you know hip hop artists um, because you know, they're very intelligent, they're very smart people, they're very skilled lyrically, but all you really get to hear in mainstream media is about, like, you know, the, the, 
the stereotype of like you know the gangster and the drugs and just like you know some something that's like a little on the shocking side of like a little bit of like an like a life lived on the edge kind of improper not quite civil living you know um kind of perspective that that's usually what the mainstream media wants to promote and um the the you know this uh this um documentary the documentary was going a little bit into like that's what the mainstream media wants to promote but that's not really what all the hip-hop artists are all about and you know it makes them almost look like they're maybe like there's not a lot of intellect there or like just it just gives an impression um that it's not fully like the full picture right like when we think of classical music we think of intellect and all these smart geniuses that were like skilled from like very young ages like and they you know grew up and you know were very like musically advanced you know when we think of hip-hop artists that's not usually the image that we're that we're seeing but also it's like what's the difference you know um i think musical genius can come in all kinds of forms um we might not really think of it coming from certain places um but i mean the more you study music the more you realize how complex a lot of these artists are um there's this guy on youtube called classical kyle and he has a few interviews he did with like uh with doja cat and like um uh unknown t he's like a uk drill rapper um i think he did one with megan the stallion i could be wrong um he has a few other hip-hop artists on there he doesn't just do like hip-hop but um he basically has hip-hop artists come onto his channel and he's a classical classically trained professional musician and he look he has them play their music and you know they come in with the with the persona and like maybe like their brand persona or just kind of how they look and he's always dressed in like you know kind of like khaki style like chinos and like kind of proper and like has a british accent kind of proper talking and he has these artists come in that are um you know usually they have like a type of an accent from like different types of neighborhoods um and like a lot like these guys for example um the drill the uk drill rapper he um he had like he has like a really deep voice this one guy did and just like you know um I think he came he came in just kind of dressed like a like a bomber kind of jacket. I think he was wearing like a jacket like that and like a had he had dreads and shades on and like but there was no disrespect between any of them, you know, there was no discomfort. Um it was he was most uncomfortable talking to Doja Cat because of the booty songs and all this kind of, he was a little like and trying to like interpret the lyrics like he kind of asked like what are these lyrics about or whatever. Um, and he was a little like embarrassed by the lyrics and like watching the music video with the twerking and all that. Like he was a little like, okay, but musically he had a lot to say about the music, a lot of good stuff. And I've never, well, I've seen other stuff like that, but it's kind of cool to see like classical musicians reviewing like different types of like hip hop type of music. 
um, and they're not saying like, oh, like this sounds like, like trash or not advanced or whatever. It's like his critique of it is like, wow, like, you know, how, you know, this, this part here, or like how you like do this with the tone while this is like shifting over here. Or like, you know, it's like he picks up on things and it's like artist talking to artist, you know, and it's really cool to see. And, um, I wish that there was more of that because I feel like a lot of people um, don't maybe I'm not saying people have to like hip hop if they don't like it. Uh, I know a lot of people who don't like certain types of music. That's I guess that's maybe normal. But um, I mean, I think most music I've heard I like a lot. Um, It just depends what I'm in the mood to hear. Um, There's a couple types of music that I've come across that I'm like, this is a little um hmm three I think three that I can think of off the top of my head so music that they have in horror movies that's not really my thing um I don't like that suspenseful like fear evoking kind of sound too much because it it makes me really um stressed um an alternative to that for me would be like um like some dubstep how it's so like dark or even some metal, how it's, like, so, like, aggressive, um, I think, you know, I can, I can do that, I like it, I find a lot of, you know, I, I get a lot out of it, just horror, horror music, um, you know, scores for me just aren't necessarily what I would gravitate towards listening to, even though I do appreciate, like, you know, like, the Harry Potter scores, the, um, like, there are a lot of, um, musical scores that I'm just like, wow, this is like so amazing. Um, amazing sounding. Um, so that's one. Uh, the second one is, um, is, um, what is it? I'm totally blanking right now. You guys, this is so bad. It's late for me. Oh man. It's another late forgetful night. Um, So, what was I even talking about? Jeez. Like, things that kind of stick out in my mind. Um, as things that I maybe might not gravitate towards. So, um, there was the horror, the horror sounds. Um, there's this one, okay, so, like, the Amish type of, I forgot what the music type is called. I think it starts with a G, but it's, like, it's the kind of music that they sing in church in the traditional like old order Amish um churches from their type of hymnal and it's almost like Gregorian chants but it's in Pennsylvania no it's in is it in German or is it in Pennsylvania Dutch because I think they speak I think they speak Pennsylvania Dutch but I think their church service is all in German I could be wrong, but I think it's in German. And maybe not even like a modern German. I don't really know. Um but yeah, this those are songs that are just I, It's not even that I don't like them. They just it's just there's something about it. It just is just confusing to my brain. I it's just how would I even explain it? 
it's it's not the same for me as Gregorian chants. Like for some reason, those are you know I I like them. Freak, there's like this one like I don't know. They make me feel weird. I don't I don't know what it is about it. Like there's something about like a whole church of people singing these songs. They say those songs last like fifteen minutes, and I think they were saying like there's a song like Lieb or something like that that that's the second song they always sing in every Amish church service and I think they sing like four or five songs so I'm like dude y'all are singing for a real long time like over an hour of like songs that are like that long and you know sitting on hard wooden benches with no back to the bench and like it just sounds like so intense you know like there's some intensity to it. It's like, it just like reminds me of intense suffering. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe I get from it is like, because they're not really allowed to play instruments. Like I'm not, I don't know all the, I guess all the Amish um, groups are different from one another. But overall, a lot of them say they're not really allowed to like take on instruments, learn instruments. At church, they don't play instruments. Um, and one group was saying that like the harmonica is okay for their their group but then there's also like certain types of music that they can't really be playing or singing um and so their music is just so different from what I'm used to um I'm not really used to like trying to get into some kind of a trance when I'm listening to well that's wrong that's incorrect that's not true that's not true um just maybe not that version of one because it's different like I I like EDM music for that reason it kind of like puts me kind of in like a bit of a kind of like a trance state like not really fully like deeply in there but more so than not especially when it's live and you're like up front and you're just like jamming with the DJs and it's like you don't even care who's behind you nobody's pushing nothing and you're just up front and everybody's just kind of like jamming with the DJ and like there's all the lights and like you know it's it's really it's really amazing of an experience like you can like physically feel the music and especially when it's not like too loud it's like perfect you know like when you don't have to use like earplugs or anything um and you're just like up there and it's like man it's like it's like you physically like feel it it's not it's it's like an interesting experience um to me, it almost feels similar to the experience I get when I go to the beach in the ocean and I kind of just like listen to the waves and maybe like dip in the water for a little bit. But like definitely when I'm just like listening to the ocean, it kind of does something to the mind. And I feel like like, you know, EDM music, especially when it's live, it does the same thing. And I feel like this Amish music does the same thing. But it's a different feel from the Amish music. It's kind of like, almost like taking on a lot of sorrow. Like, that's kind of how it feels to me. I don't know if other people even, I don't know. Like, this is how I think about things. This is why, you know, um, I make things harder on myself than they need to be, I guess. But, um, the, so that's the second type. And then the third, the third thing that, um, you know, I probably would, um, avoid more, more so, um, I don't know what culture it is, 
Um, I don't know if it's like, like in Micronesia, like Chuk or Yap or what group of people. I want to say it's a Micronesian uh, tribe um, that has this music that it's like, uh, I just know visually when I saw a documentary, they were, it was like one of the nicest, the nicest, uh, not the nicest tribal people on, on earth, but like, I was like kind of putting myself in the position of the people visiting this place. And I was like, man, if I ever visited those people, I would probably never want to come home anytime soon. Like, it just seems so nice and like beautiful culture um, of just like giving and acceptance. And like, um, they really seem like, um, like, like I've never heard or seen a community that to me was like the most ideal form of like of like deep relationships in a community like a whole community valuing um the depth of their relationships with each other like that's not something that you usually see too much um in western culture you usually see like the competition and like people are a little bit suspicious at least at least like early on um but there's it's hard to get that community feel like you can always create community you can always create safe spaces but um i feel like it's hard to get that feel everywhere like sometimes when you meet new people or new groups or whatever you know i notice there is sometimes like you come across people who are into the like the ego the competition all that kind of stuff and you're like oh like i thought we were just gonna chill you know now we gotta like deal with all the bs you know um but um sometimes it's like that like to to an extent where it's like just a burden and yeah that culture seemed really cool and I was like excited to see what kind of music they were gonna do because they had this like festival and it was like people were kind of sitting in a circle and they were like singing kind of like almost like these kind of chants um there wasn't a lot of variation to the melody there wasn't really like a beat or like a repetition that made any sense but everybody was synchronized singing but it didn't seem to have like a synchronized like pace or beat or rhythm to it it's just I've never heard other than the Amish kind of like the Gregorian chants or like the Amish hymns I haven't I'm not used to music that doesn't have like a repetitive kind of a repetition to it like or a beat to it or like something consistent to it like it was just like maybe it looped but maybe way long um I don't really know like there was this one song you know it kind of almost reminds me of like sometimes when you listen to musicals or when you watch a musical and um you know there's a there's songs like that where it's like part of the story but maybe it doesn't have like a verse chorus kind of kind of like that it's kind of like we're just gonna go linearly like down this route um um yeah kind of like the way you see it like in plays that's kind of the best way I can describe it is like in plays or like jam sessions but even then usually there's like a beat or like a pattern of a rhythm um so yeah to me it's really it's really kind of odd for me to try to those three things those three musical types to me are like uh 
it's not that I hate them, it's just that I don't, like, go out of my way to listen to it, but I do try to challenge my thinking about it, because I do find it complex and, like, fascinating, it's like, how do you, how do you remember 15 minute long songs that don't really sound like they're repetitive, um, but I haven't really studied the music, so maybe my perspective on it is different, because I, I remember when I started studying some of the, like, powwow drumming, um, I kind of noticed more about it, like, more of the detail of, like, like, how it's, uh, organized, I don't really know it off the top of my head, like, I don't really, there's a couple songs I know, because there's, like, a, I think it's, like, a Northern Cree, I can't remember the name of the group, that's kind of a little popular, and, um, people are using their songs in, like, TikTok videos and stuff, and, um, they have a song about, like, Facebook or something like that, um, it, it was really cool, like, I really liked it, and, um, um, like, that kind of song, I was, like, really gravitating towards it, and then it kind of made me, like, study some of the other, like, powwow music, um, because I like to go on powwows.com and watch live powwows, um, just because I love it, um, but I really like drumming, and, you know, I was really kind of interested, because there's not that many um, times where you see, like, a cultural style, like, a, a group style of drumming, where it's, like, a group of people, and you kind of notice, like, they understand, like, when the big, like, um, harder hits are, versus the slight tapping, and where to, like, you know, where the tempo might, like, rise, or, like, you know, how, like, where there's, like, um, like, accents in the beats and stuff, and they're, like, singing along, and there's, like, some little solo patches, and, and, like, like, I was, like, okay, like, if you listen to it over and over and over again, you kind of start getting it, and there's this kid named, uh, Baby Opie, um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I've been watching his, like, upbringing with, like, he's, he, I think he's, like, I don't, I don't even know the wording, but he seems like a baby musical spiritual healer. That's kind of the impression I get. Um, he, they have like clips of him on Instagram where he's like younger than he is now. And he's like using the drum. Uh, he has like a single like hand drum. I don't know the name of it, but it's like basically like stretched skin over I think it's a wooden frame, a rounded wooden frame, it looks like. It almost looks like a tambourine, but um, it's got a skin stretched over it, and then there's, like, kind of uh, tied with, like, a string or rope and or some kind of string type of thing, and then, like, it's kind of held on the back side of the drum, and then there's, like, a drumstick, and then you can just kind of, like, hit the drum. Um, so I really, I really like that. Um... I really liked his, um, his, um, like, Baby Opie's kind of, like, videos that they post of him, um, he's, so I kind of followed his content more, and it kind of helped me to go back, you know, to, like, something that, like, a kid, a very skilled and talented kid can do, um, because that's kind of, even for me, it was still way advanced, but I was, like, 
it was easier to learn it from that than to just go on to like a powwow video and try to figure it out. So I was watching how he progressed in his uh, single hand drum drumming and then started seeing him going in with like the men groups or like the young boys or young men groups where they were doing their own drumming. Um, and then um, I don't really know what the type of drumming is called. Like he does one where he's solo with the microphone and the drum stick and he's singing um, while he drums. And then there's other ones where he there's like groups. I don't know if it's part of a powwow um, all the time or if these are just competitions because I feel like they're like competitions. So I feel like he's in a, a drumming competition where it's like a single drum and then people play along um, you know, everyone who's supposed to drum in that circle plays the same large drum with their own drumstick. Um, he has some solos in some of those clips of the songs. Um, and there are other ones where, like, you'll see him with, like, an older male, and they're both, he, I guess he's maybe learning, learning the song, and the, the older male is, like, holding the drumstick while baby Opie's holding the, holding it too and then like he's kind of like along with the drum pattern um and um yeah there's different drumming for different uh types of I guess powwow dancing like um like the men's like like the women's like fancy shawl or like the jingle dress or the uh like the men's like I've seen like the chicken dance there's like the fancy I think there's fancy I think it's just fancy dancer I don't know if that's what it's called and then the um um the grass dance um there's some that are like all all tribe um some that are for veterans um the tiny tots have different types of dancing for boys and girls. Um, and so, yeah, I find it just very interesting, um, culturally, all that kind of musical stuff that's not really, you don't really see it too much in the mainstream. So it's kind of hard to like understand it. But then when you listen to it more and more and more, you're like, wow, okay, these have, these songs have patterns to them as well, even though it just sounds like somebody banging on a thing, like, the more you listen to it, you kind of see how the song is divided up into sections, and it's organized, it's just, um, not as obvious until you kind of, like, train your ear to kind of notice what's going on, and then there's, um, I guess one of the last points I wanted to touch on, there's this, um, there's this, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned on here before that, like, I follow this YouTuber, July. Um, so she's July303.com or kickbackcouture.com or on YouTube, uh, kickbackcouture or on Instagram, July303. Um, and she's got, um, basically she does Reason Studios, um, music production, and she raps, she's a poet, she does some speeches, she does some interviews, she's, um, she does a lot of tutorials, she actually makes her own, uh, products, um, like, plugins and instruments that she sells that work with reason, um, 
she does other tutorials about like certain electronic instruments and other programs like Ableton Live um, and things like that. So, I mean, I really like her content getting back into, you know, using Reason. It's been um, nice kind of hearing, seeing her content um, because it helps, but then it's also like up to date, but it's very like easy to follow. Not easy, but it's such well-organized tutorials. They're easier to follow. And there's this interview I was watching um, by Reason Studios. They do this um, um, stay inside. What's it called? It's like... uh, I always have to like... um, Find what I was watching. It's episode 12 of Reason Studios series called um, Your Reason to Stay Inside... And it was a live stream, but then they did this replay. And so it was episode 12, July slash Kickback Couture. And it's um, so, I mean, a lot, the whole interview is great, but there was part of it where they were mentioning um, about freestyling and something that I found very interesting um, that the interviewer mentioned that um, that they were talking about um um, freestyle rapping and how they put they put some freestyle rappers in like I don't know if it was some, for some kind of imaging I don't know if it was like a uh, like an MRI or fMRI uh, but something where they could see like the different areas of the brain that were being activated and they basically had people who know how to freestyle. I don't know the whole study, but I'm just going by what they mentioned. They had people who knew how to freestyle rap go into the, um, the, um, the scanner and they would freestyle rap while they were getting their brain activity recorded. And then they said there was like this sweet spot between like 30 minutes and, um, a minute or sorry, between 30 seconds and a minute or something where there was this one area of the brain that completely just would shut off. And they said that that area of the brain, what the guy called it was like self-critique, but I guess, um, I don't know, um, if that's the right term or not. I don't know the actual term, but it's like basically the, the part of your brain that like has you, that kind of keeps you like socially within the norms the part of your brain that kind of keeps you um from doing something that you've maybe um from saying something you know it kind of regulates you a little bit more um and so like it critiques you it tells you like things about yourself like um like oh you're saying this too fast or like you're talking too loud or you're talking too quiet or you're not making good enough eye contact or whatever like the self-critique you know whatever part is like critical it shuts off and then you're able to just kind of flow through the rap um and people who are skilled with freestyle rapping it sounds like their brain has the ability to just shut that off and they're able to kind of um you know freestyle rap just kind of flowing through their brain kind of almost like the only thing I could think is maybe similar is when you're like um like 
I don't know, like maybe free association, maybe something like that. Um, or, um, yeah, that's the only thing I can really think that might be similar. Um, I've seen people with prayer doing this or people with, um, you know, like writing kind of too. Like if you can like write or type fast enough and just kind of like writing stuff down, um, and then, you know, stuff comes out kind of like unconsciously comes out. Um, I mean, I just found that pretty fascinating because I was like, wow, like, um, that's a cool ability to be able to tap into. Um, I mean, there's definitely got to be value in that, um, that you can kind of get into this like flow state where you're kind of like no longer in a certain part of your brain. Um, that that's really cool because it's like a musical style that can kind of get you there. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then I got onto thinking about all this other like hip hop stuff and different music things. And then, um, yeah. And I, I recently, I, um, I recently rewatched, um, eight mile it's on, it's on Netflix lately. So, um, I mean, I love that movie. So I rewatched it and I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, it kind of got me, you know, it was kind of reminding me of that. Because there are a lot of uh, people who freestyle um, in that movie. I don't know if they're really freestyling for real in the movie or if it's already scripted. But, um, yeah, I, um, that's kind of my take on, you know, um, musical culture and, and, you know, different types of music, like, uh, I mean, I mostly wanted to talk about the brain scan thing, but, you know, I was like, it's going to be like 10 minutes just talk about the brain scan thing, but <laughs> this is way longer. Um, but yeah, I've, I was finding, finding it interesting. Um, like I've been, I've been kind of like dabbling around, kind of studying some musical stuff lately, like not really in a traditional sense or like in a really organized sense, but kind of like pulling up some of my old tracks that I I found this one terabyte hard drive and I, I I was like pulling up some tracks and trying to remember how I how I built them and like what I was doing um I thought I had lost those tracks forever so I'm kind of glad that like they pull up on this computer because I think the last time I tried to pull them up I couldn't pull them up but I think I was in a demo version um of the software so maybe that's why they didn't work uh, but now, like, I was really happy a while ago to, like, open up, you know, like, the uh, terabyte hard drive and find, like, a whole bunch of my stuff on there still. Uh, I think I have Ableton Live on there. I think it's 9, version 9. It's old. But, um, yeah, I was thinking I lost that forever. So it's, it's it's you know, kind of a nice, fun day for me musically. But, um, yeah, I mean, check out that youtube um video if you're interested i mean the whole thing it wasn't the whole the whole video wasn't about um about that topic um it was mostly the interview with july at the very beginning um maybe it was like about an hour and a half long uh full video like maybe like 95 minutes or something like something around there and then it was um you know the beginning was july 
being interviewed by one of the people who works for Reason Studios, um, the music software company, and then she was, um, so she was getting interviewed, and then she was given, like, a, a, a couple samples to kind of show how she would, like, build a track off of, like, I think it was, like, a couple, like, uh, uh, one was, like, kind of like a guitar riff, and one was kind of like a bass riff, I think, um, and she kind of built beats off of them, and just kind of built this whole, like, track out of it, and, like, you kind of see the instrument she's using on, on there, um, it's all on the computer, there was no, like, live physical, like, acoustic instruments or anything, um, and I really like, oh, man, I, I've, I've loved Reason ever since, one of my friends first showed it to me, I was just like, I need this in my life, I love this so much, like, um, I like the complexity of it, and how it can be simple, you can literally just, like, load up tracks, or load up, like, samples, and just, like, use samples that already exist, or you can, like, build from scratch, so I really like it, um, I'm probably going to be talking about it all the time, because I'm kind of playing around with it a lot lately, and then, um, yeah, but it's just kind of some food for thought, you know, especially when it comes about, like, things like music and culture and race. Um, it's interesting to see music from different cultures. Like, I know growing up, like, when I first started driving, like, one of my favorite things was that I have a car so I can blast my music while I drive down the street. Um, it's kind of like just totally what I was into. It was kind of like, it was like, you know, I get to listen to my music loud and nobody's going to tell me to shut up because it's like, well, nobody was like that in my house anyways, but you know, I don't have to worry about necessarily bothering anybody because I'm like in motion and I, you know, was able to kind of listen to things loud with a good sound system and, you know, in a way like maybe loud enough, you know, you can kind of share your music when you pull up to another car like, not really, like, a show-off kind of thing, but just kind of, like, yeah, if somebody overhears this and they want, you know, to hear something, you know, fun, um, I was always listening to, like, Red Rat, like, dance hall music, a lot of, like, music from Zimbabwe, um, klezmer music, uh, bhangra music from, like, India, like, I, you know, I, I got into, like, some Turkish pop, um, I don't, I, I like, you know, that kind of Middle Eastern, like, string instruments sound, like, with those minor key songs, um, like, I don't, I listen, I listen to all kinds of stuff, but, um, that's the kind of stuff I used to, like, drive around town listening to, um, I, I used to find it, like, really fun, and then, of course, like, my usual metal and, um, whatever else, you know, um, I remember a friend later on told me about, um, the initial D, um, soundtrack, um, on, like, uh, I don't know if it's the soundtrack or the musicians who write most of the music that's in the initial D, the initial D video game, uh, arcade game, um, there's music, um, that you listen to in the car when you're driving that game, and then there's, um, music that you can kind of, like, get, um, on, like, Spotify or whatever, and, like, I remember I would, like, drive around and, like, listen to it, um, I love that game, I love racing games so much, and initial D is, like, my favorite one, 
Um, I hope it's still going. I think the last time I played it was a few years ago, and it was number six. Number six or eight. I think number six. But it was fun. And then, um... Uh... Yeah, that's that's kind of mostly what I was uh, thinking about today. Um... You know, um... As far as some some music related topics, you know, I I I found all that kind of interesting to me. Um, just the more I think about it, you know how how complex music really is. Um, you know, you could spend a lifetime in just studying like one genre of music that's not even really like fully progressing too much because it's like kind of like an old or dead style of music almost like. Um, I don't think any music is really like that, though. I feel like people are always, like, expanding on it. But, like, you can take something that's, like, I don't know, like, skiffle music or something like that. It's, like, it's not like there's people out there that are, like, you know, like, maybe they're, they are artists that write skiffle music original tracks, but they're not, like, in the mainstream. They're not popular. Um, but you know, there's music like that where it's like, okay, like, nobody really plays this, you know, but you can always find someone around who kind of does, but it's not, like, common, um, music, you know, people have moved forward past that, and they're, like, done, even if some people are still, like, into it, there's always going to be people still into it and still writing certain styles of music, and that's great, too, and, um, I just find it kind of interesting, like, music kind of spans time, cultures um I love like finding types of music that I'm just like what like anything that makes me say like what is like (laughs) you know um usually I'm gonna try to listen to it more and try to figure out like what the heck is going on um like the three types of music I mentioned like those to me are just like even though I don't like seek seek out those experiences or whatever they're still like they're so interesting because they're so unique compared to my own culture like there's nothing like any of those in my own culture um that I can really think of like I have to like try to like make it sound sound like it's similar to something else but it's still so different from the things I can compare it to um but yeah I I don't know it's been kind of nice just to kind of like think about music more and just like um, like, I'm not really trying to do anything, like, massively impressive or anything, just kind of keeping my brain active, and, you know, projects are really the way that I kind of, I kind of thrive when I have good projects going on, um, I like to learn stuff every day, and, you know, I was kind of, it was kind of a bummer that I kind of fell out of certain musical stuff, like, I don't have the motor memory with guitar right now, and, like, I can't really re- read music as well or as fast as as I used to. Like I'm totally like multiple years out of practice now. Um, you know the software that I took so long to learn. Um, I don't really remember it off the top of my head anymore. I have to go back. Sometimes it's either even just a matter of like I can't even remember how to like turn the sound on so it comes out of my computer and I'm like fumbling around with all these like audio you know, like, buttons and all this kind of, like, how do I upload this, or how do I use this speaker, or how do I, 
you know, it's like I can spend half an hour doing that, you know, just not even knowing how to get the sound out of it when, like, say YouTube is in the background and then, like, reason won't work or something like that. It's, like, simple stuff that, like, I once knew all the commands and everything. I don't I don't remember anything, honestly, but it's going to take time to kind of get get back to a level where I can actually, like, do at least basic stuff, but... Um, you know, I still have tracks that I have from before, so I can add to those, um, just, you know, there's always, like, these weird little glitchy things that I'm like, oh, which wire do I have to turn the rack around, and, like, which wire do I put to what thing, and what goes with this mixer, or whatever, like, it's just, just like, (laughs) this is stuff that I used to just know off the top of my head, I wouldn't have to think about it. Um, but I mean, ultimately, like, as long as I'm not going out all the time, I really have all the time in the world, um, to really do all this. And, um, yeah, I'm not really like into doing too much dating right now or really too much of any, you know, like I don't, I don't mind socializing, but I'm kind of keeping a lot of my social life to a little bit of a minimum, um, at least for a lot of the summer, like I'm. I did spend a lot of money on concerts and stuff, but I bought those tickets so far in advance. It was like, I forgot when I even had them. Um, like if my friend hadn't told me about the concert this past weekend, I don't think I would have remembered it at all. Um, and, um, yeah, Odessa was great. Tycho was great. Um, great groups. Uh, it was kind of a surprise for me to see Tycho because when I buy tickets for stuff, I don't really look to see who's opening, and I didn't have access to the tickets, and I just didn't check, you know, the bill. So, um, yeah, it was kind of funny, but I was just glad to see a concert in L.A. Honestly, like, I don't know, I miss seeing concerts in L.A. Like, San Diego is a lot more convenient for a lot of my friends to go to concerts. Um, so I've probably been to more, no, I've been to an even amount. I've been like three here and three there, I'd say in the past like year or so. Um, but that's kind of where I'm like, you know, I'd rather spend my money going to concerts. Yeah. It might be like a hundred something bucks or whatever, but it's like, to me, that's better than spending like two, three weekends, like drinking, you know, at the bar. Like I'd rather just save the money and like buy concert tickets um, cause that's kind of a nicer experience. It's more memorable. Um, yeah, the bars and clubs every now and then, but I'm, I'd rather kind of transition out. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's kind of just where my head is lately, uh, how things are going lately with things. Um, like, I don't even know, like I'm just completely I'm kind of wiped out, but like in a good way, like it's been a while since I've had a a good, a good wiped out feeling like, and last night, you know, over the weekend during my PTO, I was kind of getting into this stuff again. And like over the last like few weeks I have been honestly, a couple months actually, but little by little by little. Um, and then this was like the first few days that I was kind of like back into to the swing of things. Um, and it's been kind of nice, um, 
I'd rather honestly be tired from this than from work. So, um, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I've been even sleeping a little bit better. So, um, that's nice. But, yeah. All right. I'm timing out on here. But, all right, guys. Thanks for listening.